you know, someone once asked if there is such a thing as a food coma. Um, I believe there is, but right now is not the time to find out. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that all of you, whether it is the team here or it is anybody who is watching us right now, I'm hoping that you guys are not in the middle of a food coma because I know what happens the day after Thanksgiving, man. We just eat more and more and more. Uh, so I hope all of us are awake, especially you, Martin, out there in uh, out there in uh, in, in in New York. Right, what right time? Away, right uh, away. The East Coast, 10 p.m. I hope so, brother. I hope so. Anyways, guys, hey, first of all and foremost, happy Thanksgiving to you and anybody that's connecting to us right now. How are all of you doing today? Great, great. Hey, I'm I'm about to say on that on that Thanksgiving. Oh, I don't know about that, man. I I don't I I'm all about temperance. <laughs> hey, but but every, everybody laughs because anyone that knows me, he's being temperate on how much he reveals, not on how much. Uh, he there we go. <laughs> that one. I'm, I'm trying. I'm oh, trying man. not to say anything about that, bro. Just I, say it, bro. Let it out. Let people know. No, you want to be as transparent as possible. Well, look, for the very first time, I've heard of Mexican stuffing. I never heard of that before, and I'm not even going to get into the that. details. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to get into the details, but I, I just want to say, wow. Wow, hey, uh, that's what I gotta say, everybody, everybody, all my family that's on the on the comments right now that's writing, they know about Mexican. They know stuffing. about it. My wow. grandma knows about Mexican stuffing. Hey, I'm telling you, it's been passed down through the family, bro. Through generations. I see that. I see that. Anyways, uh, we hope that you have not had too much of the uh, Mexican stuffing today. And we are ready, ready to go in this conversation. Martin, Jason, you guys doing all right, too? Doing good, man. Ready. Doing good, man. Good. Hey, good, hey good. Can, can, I, can I say one, one more thing before we start? I feel like now my shirt looks a little bit more faded for some reason. Now that everybody, <laughs> now that everybody has their their shirts on, hey, looking all brand we new. Officially, we officially all have shirts. Yeah, it's true. Uh, the only the only awkward one right now is Mitch because he, he doesn't want to put that top button. Okay, all right, all right. You guys want me to right, disappear my neck here? Here you go. That's it. You guys better now. All right. Now I look like the Reverend. Uh, anyways anyways uh again happy thanksgiving to to all of you and your families and uh everybody that's joining us as well our first happy sabbath today came from christopher lopez uh we got loose coming from phoenix arizona uh we got the uh ramirez family as i see it jordy ramirez i see sauda on here uh nessie ramirez and then apparently there's an imposter i'm not gonna get in the middle of that uh that, <laughs> that's, that, that that's my brother right there yeah, you may have to sort that out, Andrew. I, but you know, probably not the time. Uh, we you got hit Julio. the emergency me meeting button first, and then said imposter. For, for sure, for sure. Uh, we got Julio also with the happy Sabbath. We hope uh, him, his wife Gina, and the future twins. By the way, Julio's gonna have twins, man. That's that's big. That's huge. Uh, so we're hoping that they're all doing great. Uh, and Martin, yes. <laughs> well. okay. Hey, man, I got to put my two cents in there, man. <laughs> I got you. Hey, well, look, um, again, everyone that is joining us today, thank you so much for joining us in our conversation. We know it's the day after Thanksgiving. We know that you probably have a busy day of shopping or trying to get Christmas gifts ready. Um, we also know that it's kind of crazy out there. I don't know if you guys heard this, but L.A. County is now going back to a stay at home order. Um, oh, and, and so but but what's interesting is that churches now are protected under the Constitution, so they can still continue meeting, But. You know, there are all these crazy things happening and we get it right. Well, I, I, mean, I actually, I was actually reading during the week um, that there was a, that the cases were one, I forgot somewhere on the East coast that they were trying to close churches down and they're like, Oh no, no, no. The constitution's protecting the churches here in they, New York. Yeah, it was in New York. Yeah, the, exactly. Como, Como got shut down. 
yeah, Supreme Court. So we're we're so, happy. Yeah. So 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 big things, big things going on. And again, anybody that is watching us today, we thank you. Look, it's Friday night. Uh, we're hoping that right now you got your popcorn ready. You know, you got some snacks on the side. Maybe you still have some pumpkin pie left over, and you are ready for today's conversation. I should have some pie with me. Yeah. Let me, let me say sure. one more thing. Sure, I know, for sure. I know, I know we said we were going to do a giveaway. It was Jason's yes. idea to do the, the riddle. Nah, we never did no riddle. So I'm just going to yeah, do it right we, here. We slept on it, guys. So Look, this the, week, the, for sure. I think this, the last thing coming, you want is for people to hear giveaway at Keep Calm, and then they don't, even, they don't even come near. And then like, you know what? <laughs> keep, keep Calm is great when it comes to everything else. Except giveaways. Except for giveaways. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're gonna do this. We'll do this right now. Whoever puts in the comments where they're from and the person that lives the furthest, they have from now until the end of the show to, to put wherever whoever lives the furthest is the one that's gonna give get that free uh free shirt. And and, so. and it's got and it's gotta be truthful too. The Lord sees well, all. Well, it's gonna be well, it's gonna be truthful because that's where I'm gonna send it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, you know what I mean? Hey, by the way, we have to mention it again throughout the program because remember, not everybody joins at exactly when we start. So halfway through, let's mention it again. So you want to get yourself? We said it couldn't be family, right? (laughs) No family. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know where that rule came from, Martin. But uh, you know, um, uh, but let me, let me say this though: if you don't know, if you don't know, the keep calm shirts, not, not these necessarily. But the ones that we're giving out actually have a great quote in the back. All right. And so, uh, you know, if you haven't seen it, you got to check it out. But, uh, you know, if you're interested, absolutely let us know. And I know those uh, those uh, 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 cities and states are going to be coming in soon, hopefully. So um, we, Bahamas, Bahamas. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> it's, over. it's over, guys. I think it's over. Anyways. Um, so today we have a conversation titled Miracles and Magic, Miracles and Magic. And we want to jump straight into it because I think it's going to be an interesting one. And, um, you know, hopefully, uh, uh, actually, you know what? Let me scratch that. Farthest away from what? Uh, bro, that is a great question. I'm not, hey, Brian, why'd you have to make it more difficult? <laughs> because it is difficult, man. Are we saying farthest away from us? Because, hey, Martin's in New York. I already, because of my, because of the same rule that I said. Uh, I think the the last time that we were that we were together, I disqualify myself. No, no, you are disqualified, bro. Like I'm not saying you're, you got to get one. I'm just saying who's farthest from you. Uh, well, Bahamas is is actually closest. How, how about we do that? <laughs> so Bahamas is out of the equation. Hey, hey, hey how, we'll how about we do this? Sorry, Nessie. <laughs> how about we do this? Headquarters is here in California, right? All right. So all if, right. if there's anyone that we know. Then it has to be from uh, from far from us. If it if it's who Martin knows, you know, then it's the opposite. All right, and we'll, and we'll consult. We'll figure this out. All right. Anyway, furthest from us, closest to Martin. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. All right. So so here we go. <laughs> Miracles. Yeah, go yeah. England. I know. Miracles and magic. Miracles and magic. That's the conversation. Uh, Jason, hey, lead us out in a word of prayer so we can jump into this because this is going to get really good. Let's go ahead and pray, guys. Father God, I want to thank you, Lord, not just uh, for another day of life, Lord, but also for another Sabbath that is that is uh, beginning, Lord. But now, Lord, um, in a very special manner, I want to ask for your blessing over this conversation we're having tonight, Lord. Uh, please be with us. Please let it be guided by you, Lord. And whatever be said here, be whatever, whatever is said, whatever is discussed, let it be your words, Lord. Help us to really uh, dissect this topic and help people understand. As for all these things in your name, I pray. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jason, for that. And again, we want to welcome everybody that's joining <clears throat> us today. Uh, and again, let us know. Let us know where you're coming from right now, where you live, because uh, we got a shirt to give away today. All right. So, hey, guys, look, I just want to do a small little caveat, side note, before we even begin at this moment. You know, when we do our conversations, we're not here just to talk. We're not even here just to hear each other out, honestly. Honestly, what we're trying to do is through conversation, look at what scripture has to say to these topics. Like we're not trying to leave you so much with questions, although we ask questions and we may not have the answer to all of them. But what we're really, really trying to do is we're trying to see what the Bible has to say about this and ultimately what the Bible has taught us about that, right? Because we're all coming from slightly different perspectives. And I say this because it's interesting. There is actually a lot of talk about this specific topic, about miracles back then, today, whether you can believe them or not, right? About magic itself. Is it real? Is it not real? Like, how does all that work? Are they one and the same? Or are they not the same? And how does that play in our faith? So I want to start with a question to begin with. Uh, and this is, again, super personal question here. Have any of you experienced a miracle or magic? Man, that's a good question. I, I, I have had an experience before, if I can, when we were little, I'll, I'll be transparent about this. Me and my cousin, I remember we were at my um, my grandma's house, and I remember one time, you know, um, we were probably, I was probably, like, I want to say maybe in the 10, 10 years old, my cousin three years older than me, 13, you know, and I remember... Um, when uh, the the whole uh, you know Disney was huge, everything was big, and I remember um, one time we had a, we I don't I still to this day we had one dollar, right? Uh, we had it, and um, I remember us uh, my we were like starting like just like play around, you know, and we were started uh, humming the uh, well, I don't even remember what song it was. It was like some Walt Disney song or some some song, and we started closing our eyes to see, you know, we we said. Don't open your eyes genuinely, you know, and we closed our eyes. And I remember we were just humming it. And when we, when we opened our eyes, we had four dollars. We had one dollar in quarters. And me and my cousin looked at each other like, what? still to this day, I, I don't even know how that happened. Right. And right. You know what I'm saying? It's the, the, the soup. Right. And, and to be honest, now that I think about it, I think the fact that we as kids truly believed and put you know, said so we believe that this we were humming the Walt Disney song and, and doing this and closing our eyes, hoping that it would happen, you know, this, and, and, and I, you know, and it happened. And that to me was is the craziest experience for me that I've ever, you know, with magic sure. when I was young. And I, I don't think many people, even my family probably don't know this story. But I remember that um, my cousin, well, he probably does, he's not going to watch this, but, you know, it was an interesting for sure uh, moment for that sure. I remember. So. Oh, you know, wow. that's one thing to this day that I hold on. I know for a fact happened. It wasn't no, sure. no foul play. We just were in shock. We kept it to ourselves, never said it to anybody. And I mean, I mean, it's nothing huge, you know, a dollar turning into four quarters. But at the same time, it is, is huge. It, it happened. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Creepy. Right. That's crazy. For that's sure. Crazy. What about any, 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 I mean, any never other, mess uh, with it again. <laughs> no, no, for sure. I hear you. <laughs> any, anything else you guys have experienced? Uh, Jason, go. If if you don't have one, I I have one. I, I honestly cannot think of anything off the All top right. of my head. Martin, go I, for it. Go for okay, it. so I I grew up in public school. You know, the only 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 uh, connection to 
Christian education was actually at the university level. Um, so at the public school level, um, elementary school, I remember we went to uh, Washington, D.C., and we were talking about, what, 35, 38 kids of the inner city stuck in different hotel rooms uh, together. Um, and uh, the friends, I was with my brother and two other guys. And, and these guys, obviously, they're from, they're from uh, the inner city, you know, and, you know, kids, they like experimenting when it comes to the supernatural. Um, so my brother and I, growing up Christian, the other two more skeptic than anything, anything else, uh, start saying uh, Bloody Mary. You, know, you guys know that. The, you know, I'm pretty oh, sure everybody else that please. knows it too that's listening. Um, now, I had a. Ter- I mean, to this day, I'm terrified when it comes to anything like that because I don't mess with it. Don't mess with it. Don't even want to look at mm. it. No, nothing. Mm. Even even the, the 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 thought of mentioning it, it's almost like like I shouldn't. If I and if I do, I'm I'm gonna whisper it just for that experience. Um, so these guys started messing with it, and um, I don't want to say what you have to do because I think we most most of us knew. Um, I, I stopped the ritual, right? The incantation or whatever that they that they wanted to do by being a rat. I tattletailed to them because I was terrified. I was like, no, no, I ain't gonna mess with this, no, nothing like that. So the the, prof- the teachers come in, they're like, okay, guys, gotta respect what Martin and, and what he believes, he's a Christian, blah, 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 blah. I was in sixth grade, mind you, okay? So a few hours later after that incident, after that moment, right, that, that we were asleep and we hear a knock on the door. Now. We were accustomed to playing pranks on each other. And, you know, I, I open the door and no one's in the hallway. And we're just like, oh, you know, someone playing a prank. And then a few moments later, another knocks. So another person, my other friend, uh, his name is Simeon, gets up and he opens the door and no one's there. And we're just like, wait, that's that's weird. We had a total of four knocks before we figured out, like, you know, what, we're, we're going to we're going to get these guys, whoever's doing it. Now, we strategize right in, in our sixth grade mind that. We were going to see who the person was underneath the door because there was a little sliver that you can tell when someone was appearing there. And we're just going to wait for the knock. And we waited for the knock. The moment the knock the knock happened, we opened the door and no one was there. But the crazy part about that is that at the same time, three other doors opened at the same time that had received the exact same knock at the same time. Now, my brother and I were just like, yo, like, this is why we don't mess with anything supernatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these guys, from that point on, they're like, hey, man, can you pray? Can you pray, please? Because we're, we're not going to mess with this. That's the closest thing you could say I've come to contact with anything remotely magic or supernatural. For sure, for sure. Well, now that I think of it, like, personally, me... I haven't messed with that stuff or anything like that, or like that I could think of a miracle that happened, like that happened in my life. Like at the moment, like I can't really think of something, but I do have family members that did mess with certain things from the occult, like the Ouija boards and things like that. Mm -hmm. And things later on in life happened to them. Mm. And it's, it all leads back to like, to the source where they started messing with that stuff. And some of the stories they're they're a little they're a little like on edge and they put you on edge um and in my immediate family some of my immediate family has experienced it because of that because of of that that's that individual messing with that stuff that exposure in the past huh the the exposure in the past right exactly the exposure 
Um, you know, it's uh, it's interesting uh, because I think uh, whenever it, it's funny, whenever we we talk about the supernatural, it almost feels like we automatically lean towards like the evil supernatural side. Right. Um, but, you know, today we kind of want to talk about both perspectives. And and so to kind of balance things out today, uh, we want to start off by asking the question of the supernatural in regards to God and scripture. And specifically, I'm asking the question about what do we know about miracles in the Bible? Let's begin there, right? So some of these things we can't explain. We know that. But, but at least what, what can we uh, uh, conclude from? What, what can we learn from Scripture when it comes to miracles, at least in the Bible? What do you guys think? They're real. And God, uh, God does them, and God does them through uh, His servants. Mm. And we have like I, the first example, main example that comes to my mind of miracles would be uh, uh, Egypt and Israel. What mm. God does there, from the moment of Him calling, saving, saving, uh, saving Moses to delivering Israel out of Egypt. All those experiences, when we read the details of the story, it's it's miracles, miracle after miracle after miracle. All right. Yeah, what, uh, what else? What, 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 do you, what do you guys think? Yeah, um, I kind of wanted to mention something uh, just before uh, about what we were talking about earlier. I thought it was interesting uh, about we we're talking about all our stories, you know, me and Martin, when we were kids. And it makes me think, is it possible, you know, how the Bible says that that we are to become like children, right? The innocence of children, because their belief is so strong, right? You know, become like a child in the belief of God that that same thing could be applied to the opposite because the, ch the belief of a child is so strong, right? That that could even lead to the supernatural from, you know, the evil side, right? Because we believed it so strongly as a, as a child, you know, just, uh, just something to think about. But uh, as far as, um, you know, what do we know about miracles? I want to mention a couple of things. I was actually watching a video where uh, this guy was breaking down how many miracles are found in the Bible, right? There's, it said, he said that there's about approximately about 250 miracles in the Bible, right? And uh, when you think about that, that actually doesn't seem that much when you, see, when you put it across the entire, uh, you know, biblical spectrum. You know, um, he, was, he was saying something else that from Abraham, like if we think about all the miracles that happened, we say we can sum them up and say that most of them happened in between uh, uh, the uh, the uh, Abraham and when Jesus was here, right? If we if we can sum it up, all right, or a little bit after with the apostles, right? Which is a, about two thousand years, which if you calculate it is only one miracle every eight years, right? So we usually think of when we think of the Bible as this Bible of like miracles and fairy tales and all kinds of things. Wait, so but, I mean, he doesn't count. He doesn't count uh, Noah. No, 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 but he. He's, he's, he's just generalizing it. Oh, okay. The, the, okay. the, 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 the two that, you know, when most of the miracles happened, okay, gotcha, you know, gotcha. you know, he just said, summarizing it. So, you know, one miracle every eight years, obviously that doesn't happen. You know, you're not going to read one miracle every eight years, you know, but he's just, he's just trying to show that, which I think is interesting. And another point is that miracles, when we see them in the Bible, usually come as a confirmation of the message or a confirmation of revelation. Hmm. You know, when we see that with Elijah, we see that with with Noah, we see, you know, we see that um, with Abraham, you know, Abraham. And, you know, even Jesus himself, when he came, uh, did miracles. As a matter of fact, in John 
10, 36 through 38, he says, um, what about the one whom the father set apart as his very own and sent into the world? Why then do you accuse me of blasphemy? Because I said, I am God's son, right? That is the revelation. Jesus came, you know, saying that he was the Messiah. That was the revelation. It says, do not believe me unless I do the works of my father. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works, believe the miracles that you may know and understand the works, uh, understand the father is in me and I in the father. So uh, just a, this, I'm just going to give this little brief uh, uh, summary. So, you know, we see miracles. It comes as a confirmation uh, to a, through a message, to a revelation, you know, and, and, and yeah, I'll let someone else take it. For sure. For sure. Jason, what do you think? You guys pretty much covered it up, but um, it, it, it's like, like, uh, like what um, Andrew was saying right now, they come through, they, they come through mostly through revelation, not, and then a lot of people think like, oh, miracles is something that has to happen. Like you have to um, see just something that's wildly unexpected, something that's wildly out of this world. But sometimes a miracle could be just as much as finding that missing coin. Not just someone cured from cancer. It's a, we have that story in the Bible, the, the ten missing coins. It's a parable, but that could be something that's a miracle. Just finding something that was lost, not necessarily someone saved from death. You know. Um. You know. By the way, and I think uh, Julio asked an interesting question. If you guys are seeing it there, I, I'm. I'm not sure if you can. What ultimately are we trying to say by miracle? And and before you guys answer that, I I, I almost want to say that I understand. Or, or I, I don't know. I don't know where Julio is coming from when he asked this question on the chat. By the way, feel free if you have any questions for us today, uh, feel free to put them in the chat. But it it's weird. We're thinking of in indiv or specific supernatural events that have no explanation, and generally we will consider those a miracle. But in reality, there is a supernatural presupposition in Scripture. You guys understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. there, there is an, an, an understanding that the supernatural world is what is behind the existence of this world. God comes in above nature, superior to nature, right? And creates the natural world that we have. There's a reason why there is order, right? There is re there's a reason why everything it can be, well, at least up to this point, we have been able to see a scientific order to all these things because someone put it in order, someone who is not subject to nature, but is above it. And so uh, the idea here behind a miracle, and, and feel free to chime in if you guys have a different uh, explanation of it, is that a miracle is a supernatural happening that we do not have an uh, a, a, a naturalistic scientific explanation for, but we attribute it to divine um uh, uh causes right to to divine origin the thing is that miracle can also be evil you see because we're talking about when we're talking about words uh, we're talking about the miraculous and the miraculous in and of itself can also be used by the devil as i think we're going to eventually probably uh come to but but what do you guys think about that yeah uh i wanted to give you guys i, I looked up a quick definition and i wanted to say something else it says here, a miracle, a surprising and welcome event that is not explicable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore considered to be the work of a divine agency. Now, I was hearing this uh, Christian apologist that was actually talking about miracles because they're, I guess one of the oppositions is like, how is it that if God is doing miracles, he's breaking the, the natural laws? He's breaking you know, the laws that we have here. 
And the way he, he goes about explaining, and you guys can tell me what you guys think, is that uh, the laws of nature, right? So there are certain laws, you know, when it comes to rain, when it comes to gravity, these are the laws of nature as, as God created them, right? So instead of thinking of it a miracle as God breaking those laws, it's God changing uh, the natural law. It's something that he himself created, has order over. So it's not that he's breaking the law in, in, in doing miracles, but more changing the natural law in which he created himself. And, and, and that's what I would. That's like weird. That's weird. Cause I don't, I don't think I have an issue with God breaking a law. Sure. And the thing is for me, I don't even, I don't even see it as breaking or changing. I see it as him just controlling it. Cause he established it from the beginning. He's the one that established it. I feel like Andrew's like hitting it on point with that. Like it is God going through the boundaries that we as humans have. Exactly. And he's just breaking through. So I can understand from that point. He's breaking I think, through I, those yeah. boundaries to us. Yeah, Not I think I, that, that, that's, I mean, that's, that's how I understand it. Sure, sure. Because I, I think there is, I, if anything, I would even say, and again, this is all terminology, right? Anyways, because I think we're all trying to say the same thing, Andrew, right? We were, we were having a conversation on this the other day. But I, what I think is happening is that God interrupts our natural order, which was established by him, to do whatever he pleases to do, mm-hmm. right? Whenever we're talking about a divine miracle. But, but, the, but the problem is this, though, that among the natural world that we see, we see these laws and orders and we say they are unbreakable. This is the way it always works. And yet we cannot forget that there is still a supernatural behind it. So um, I, I like the way this one, um, uh, this one uh, professor put it, Adamant's professor put it. He said Christianity is a supernatural religion. You see, the moment that you believe in God, and, and, and look, I was listening to a conversation about whether or not we should uh, read Genesis chapter 1 as literal or as symbolic, because there's no way, the idea is, right? There's no way, as Christians, we can use that as an explanation of how our world came to be. We know that there are all these scientific processes. And I'm wondering, wait a minute, but we believe in God, and God is above nature god is 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 by definition supernatural so we believe in god but we say genesis one could not happen and i'm not even advocating for a literal reading of genesis all i'm saying is that it's not out of the question right it's not out of the question because these things do exist we talked about this two weeks ago right more on like the evil and dark side but we gotta Mm -hmm. admit that there is supernatural behind all of this Mm -hmm. And, and and if there's a God that's bound to the natural laws, is that a God that's worthy of worship? It, it, he would not be God if he was bound he to God, the yeah. natural. He wouldn't laws. be God if you exactly. Right would, now, would it make any sense for for God to create the world, set the order, and then put limits on bound. himself to act in exactly. with or in around or through or even do away with that order that he he himself established? Yeah, and, and so some interesting questions are coming up out of this, and I, and I think we have to address them because I think. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm more interested in what these questions are asking as opposed to maybe some of the things that we have written down as points. But um, uh, it, there was a question. Julio also asked a follow-up question. How can you distinguish a miracle from something evil? Which I think we're right? going to discuss, right? Yeah, we're sure, going to discuss. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and he says, what are examples of modern-day miracles? And uh, Don Why, and I believe I know who that is, but anyways, uh, if, if God works through faith, why provide us with miracles? Wouldn't that undermine our path to heaven? Now, let's go back to that to that second question, that follow-up question that Julio says, here is the question for you. Does the devil do miracles? Does 
evil, the supernatural side of evil that we looked at two weeks ago, is there a side miraculous as well? Uh, before we even go there, I thought there was there's still there's still so much I wanted to go into here before we go there. Can I can I say a couple? Come things? on, bro. Answer oh, my dude, I know that's a, that's such a good Let's question. Go, but yeah. all right, Andrew, you have a list of things you gotta choose oh. one. Just <laughs> choose one. Go. All right, go, all right. One, and then right, we go, can go. move, or else we're gonna get stuck here. No, no, go for it, go for it. We're, we're gonna continue. You, hey, we give you permission to go for one. One. <laughs> no, 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 no. Continue, one, continue. Is this the one you want to choose? No, no, no. no. I'll, I'll use my uh, I'll use my card later. I'll 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 go. Go for it. Um, okay. No. Okay. Repeat no, the question ahead. again. Again. Okay. So, so the question is, and again, it's all going to tie back anyways, because I believe that the points that you have, Andrew, are going to come to answer this issue of the difference, right? But the first thing I think we need to establish is, does the devil, does Satan, does evil also work in miracles? Yes. I would, I would say the answer is an absolute yes, because from the beginning, what we've been trying to, with all these conversations, not just the one on magic, not just the one on on evil, or, or even the ones that we've talked in the past, the fact is that there's God's creative power, right? What he's done, his his who he is. We've seen that the devil has been always tried to counterfeit what God does. So if God works in the miraculous, what would the devil do to try to counter that miraculous that God does? Obviously, try to uh, uh, counterfeit his miracles. Mm. And we see examples of that in, in the Old Testament and the New Testament. I think in the New Testament, you see uh, um, more more prominent uh, examples of, of, of the devil trying to intervene when even Jesus himself was on this earth. So yes, when, when, when I, if in a simple, in a simple answer, yes, it will be a counterfeit to what God does. Counterfeit. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Andrew, Andrew, come on. One of those points has to address this. Come on. <laughs> no, that, that, no, I, I was going to go into, uh, we'll go into that later. We're talking about, you know, uh, uh, how do we know if miracles are, are, are from God or, or from right, Satan? Right, right. We can address that later. Right. Um, but um, the can, can Satan do miracles? You know, um, the, the first one that comes to mind, I think we uh, talked about it last uh, last time, was uh, Janus and Jambres, right? The magicians that were there with uh, Moses mm-hmm. and Aaron, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, if you look in, I believe, in 2 Timothy 3, 5 through uh, 5, 7 through 8, right? Uh, Paul is uh, literally addressing here uh, to Timothy, the people who were believers, right, who have a form of godliness, right? People who are lovers of pleasure, lovers of, you know, all, all, the, all these different things, right? And he says, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. But in the context of this, and says, and from such people turn away, always learning and never able to come to a knowledge of truth. Now, as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth, right? So when we think of Janus and Jambres, right, who were the mag- magicians, you could say they had a form of godliness, but denying its power in the sense that there was false miracles. Hmm. If, if we can say there was a false power at work there. Right. And we see this also uh, because the magicians, when you see if you ever read uh, the story uh, of the plagues, right, with Pharaoh, it says that every time a plague happens, those same magicians were able to do those same miracles. Duplicate it to the first, the first three, right? When it came to the Nile turning into blood, blood, it says that the magicians, right, Janus and Jambres, or the other magicians, were able to do that as well. When it came to uh, uh, the the frogs, they were able to do that as well, right? The the snakes, right? We we know about that. And then it then it comes to uh, the the third uh, was the third or fourth, right? Where they um, uh, uh, Moses and Aaron uh, turn it into lice right? Life that comes out of the sand. And all of a sudden it says that 
those uh, um, magicians or I have it right here. I have it right here. Or you want to verse nine, eight, Exodus eight nineteen. Then the magician said to Pharaoh, "This is the finger of God." Hmm. Yeah, and before yeah, before that, it says that they were they were themselves weren't able to to do those same miracles. So, mm-hmm. and, and many people can can go into all kinds of theories. You know, people say that you know, saying doesn't have the ability to uh, you know uh, uh, to create and all these things. But the idea is that we do see both forces, two different powers, but we see that the evil miracles or the false miracles are in some way limited, as opposed to God's power, who is unlimited. Because God's power not only could He cause the plagues, but He can take them away. It never said that the magicians could do the same in doing that with the frogs and the Nile, that they could take it away. So we know that Satan's power is limited in some way. So not, not just that one of the stories, like one of the, one of the first parts that, that I'd love to use it to explain kind of this is when it talks about Aaron's rod, like it's one rod and on here it mentions magicians and sorcerers. So it's not just one person coming at Aaron or, and throwing the rods on the ground too. It's several and it says, and the Bible itself says, and Aaron's rod swallowed their rods. Hmm. Like as much as they tried to replicate the thing, as much as they try to replicate their snakes, their rods becoming snakes, Aaron's rod that was guided by God just com- completely stepped all over them. So, so I, I would put it this way, um, <clears throat> and please pick on it if you could totally disagree. And Giovanni, if you want a uh, night, if you want one of our nice shirts, uh, talk to Andrew and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know. Anyways, here we go. Um, uh, so I believe that in essence, there is no difference between what God does and what the devil does. In essence, they are both supernatural happenings. But in purpose and degree, I believe there's a huge difference. Sure. Okay. okay Would you guys okay agree with that? with that? I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so in other words, they're both supernatural happenings. They come from a supernatural world, and yet there is a difference in in the purpose of why that is happening, and in the degree. If you want to put it in in uh, issue of of sovereignty or power, I believe there's a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Another example of this is Simon the Sorcerer. You guys, in Acts eight nine through thirteen, it says, "But there was a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in a city and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, greatest, saying, this man is the great power of God.' So he was doing these miracles. He was doing this sorcery, all these different miracles, false miracles, right? And even the people were telling him, this is the power of God." Right. Which we can go into later. Right. And they heeded him because he had astonished them with the sorceries for a long time. But when they believed Philip, as he preached and the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. It says then Simon himself also believed. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed seeing the miracles and the signs which were done. So tell I'm telling Simon, the sorcerer, the one who has access to the to the dark side if we can say sure, the evil sure. powers doing all these false miracles who was wowing all these people tell people were telling him he was the great power of god all of a sudden is amazed what does that tell you about the power of god mm, mm. That, that's uh, no, something no, to think about for sure for sure by, by the way just just to clarify this whole idea of the shirts here Gio's gonna have to buy his Tough luck. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I, I, but in no ways did I say he's getting a free shirt. All right. And Gio, we'll have to talk about this, man, but we can't talk about the pricing right now. It's savvy. I just, just to clarify, uh, especially for some who are wondering where is my free shirt? No. And, and, okay. And, 
Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Can I, can I say one more part? Another sure, thing sure. I want the, the part that, that you guys didn't let me let, let, let me say, right? We, oh, we put a limit to. We put a limit oh, yeah, to. Oh, yeah, a limit to, right? There we go. There we go. <laughs> no, uh, uh, when we look at God's miracles versus what uh, Satan does as miracles, right? We have to think that God's miracles have a purpose, right? Not only does it follow a confirmation and revelation, they also have a, perfect, a, a purpose, right? Uh, and the, the number one thing that I think of is, you know, Ellen White thinks, says this quote where she says that Jesus never did a, a miracle to benefit himself, right? Uh, or, or we look at the miracles that he does in, in the Bible. It was all for, for uh, either a teaching a lesson, for, uh, for uh, there was some purpose behind it. And the reason why I mentioned this, because actually we see, uh, Mitchell, you probably know this, the infancy gospel of Thomas, right? Which is a Gnostic gospel, has a, a statement there that's also found in the Quran where the boy Jesus creates birds from clay, right? Yeah. When you think about it and you say, well, what is the purpose of that? There was no meaning after that. There's no lesson from that. It's just a statement that's there in the Quran and it's found in the infancy gospel of, of Thomas. And then I think to myself, no wonder it didn't make it into the canon of the Bible, right? Into what was truly written because it's something that is, we could say something false maybe. And, and I'm just... Just do want to say it from that point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it's but you're you're entering, in my opinion, into dangerous territory because we don't we do not know, right? Sure. And and I I don't know what Jesus' childhood was in the gospel of Thomas. Uh, aside from the fact that it is a Gnostic gospel, there is something off on it that does exactly. not fall. And if you and if you've ever read the Gnostic Gospels and compared them to the canon, there's something that just does not hold up to. No, no, right, right, and I, and I think this eventually gets to the to the question of how we how we determine what is exactly. what is a miracle that comes from God as opposed to a miracle that comes from from uh, from His enemy. I, I would I would argue the following as well. Um, in the case of of and, and by the way, just to be clear, right, the Exodus chapter seven story where you have the sorcerers versus uh, Moses and their or Aaron's rod, right, and they're doing all this thing. When Paul says Janus and Jambres, that's actually that actually comes from legend because Exodus chapter seven does not tell us any any, any names any whatsoever, names. right? And so what Paul was doing <clears throat> is he was using a legend, right, to explain a point. This was something that doesn't come from the book of Exodus, doesn't come from Torah. It comes literally from what was believed back then as something that probably could have happened. And what's crazy is that Janus and Jambres eventually get involved with necromancy. And I don't know if you guys know what necromancy is, but that is essentially talking to the dead, right? Mm -hmm. um, what I do see there, though, is that in that example, whether or not you include the Janus and Jamber story, if you just look at the purposes of Pharaoh and his sorcerers, God used a miracle trying to liberate people from their chains. Uh, Pharaoh was using a miracle to, main, to, keep, to keep people in their chains. Yeah. And so... Look at us, look at that in the year 2020, and we would all say slavery is absolutely a bad thing, and and uh causing people to be in that position, right, of, of servitude is a bad thing. And therefore, here is God trying to do a good thing through the miracle versus Satan, who is trying to do a bad thing through the miracle. And even then, what you see in that story, as you guys have pointed out, right, is the fact that God's power is stronger. There's a reason why that broad ended up eating the other rods. It wasn't because one, see, I've heard this idea and, and sometimes it slips our tongue, I think. And we say, oh, you know, they were doing something false. No, no, they were doing something real. Okay. 
with false motives, if you want to put it that way, but it was real what they were doing. Because if it was false, that that rod that Aaron had would have bit the serpent and said it just would have been like a little illusion. No, no, it literally ate them. But that shows you that even in the supernatural world, we rank power and God is way more powerful mm-hmm. than the devil always is, mm-hmm. always will be mm-hmm. right now. The question exactly. then becomes, and this goes back to to the uh, to what uh, what Julio was asking, right? How do you st- distinguish then between something? Okay, we say purpose, but what if we don't know the immediate purpose? So let me give you guys a scenario. All of a sudden, uh, two individuals come to you. One says they come from God. The other one says they come from God, and they're going to show you the uh, uh, the way they come from God by doing some type of miracle. How would you go about? What would your next step be? Like, how would you distinguish, as the question says, between the miracles that God does and something that comes from evil? We're we're already going there. <laughs> you know what? Um, Jason, if he left, <laughs> what happened? I think Jason bounced. Um, uh, I I I, ha- I think I might have an answer if 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 Andrew does if go go for it. Um. Well, I mean. We we've we've said it before, and and I think I'll, I'm just repeating the same thing. We've we gotta we gotta put it up to to the standard, and in our case, it's the Word of God. You know, for mm-hmm. example, in Second Corinthians chapter eleven, Paul, when he's talking to the the Church of Corinth, warns them about not only false teachings but about false uh, apostles. And one of the things that he says, uh, and this is in verse four, eleven uh, four, it says, "For if someone comes and proclaims another Jesus." than the one we proclaim, or if you receive a different spirit from, from the one you receive, or if you accept a different gospel from the one that you've accepted, you put up with it readily enough. Indeed, I consider that I am not the least inferior to these super apostles, for if I am unskilled in speaking, I am not so in knowledge. Indeed, in, in every way we've made this plain to you in all things. Uh, here, what, what Paul is talking is warning, warning the the people of Corinth uh, to look at what the apostles have been preaching. Look at what they've they've shown. Look at what what Jesus preached. Right, the gospel that Jesus preached. And if someone else comes and tells them um, something different, first that should be a warning, because he gives he gives a, he gives another example. Um, and this is in verse I had it here. It's in the same chapter. Um, uh, oh my goodness. Oh, here, uh, verse 12. And what I am doing, I will continue to do in order to uh, uh, un- undermine the claim of those who would like to claim that in their boast mission, they work on, on the same terms as we do. For such men are false apostles, deceitful work, uh, workmen that disguise themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. And there we have we have a, a, um, a I think a, a good rule to follow. If a miracle, right? We want to distinguish a miracle or a supernatural occurrence to know if it's something of God or something or something someone does in the name of God. Well, we got to see the, the full picture. You know, you guys you guys mentioned it mentioned it uh, with, with Pharaoh and what Moses doing. God was working through Moses to liberate. The, 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 the enemy, the devil was working through these magicians to keep enslaved. And when we, when we put that measure 
um, for both the, in, in, in the case of the miraculous, we got to see what's the intention behind it. Does it, is it that God, is it that God wants to open your eyes to the truth or want to keep you in the same thing that you are believing still that goes contrary to his word? I hope, I hope it made sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree with uh, what Martin said. And I would say, you know, um, what is the motive and not only what is the motive, what is the message behind what, what, what is, what is. The, the vision, uh, the the dream, the the, the miracle. What, what is the purpose as well on top of all that, right? The Bible says in Isaiah 8, 19 through 20, you guys all know this. And when they say to you, seek those who are mediums and wizards, who whisper and mutter, should not a people seek their God? Should they seek the dead on the behalf of the living? To the law and to the testimony, if they do not speak according to this word, it is because they have no light in them, right? Mm -hmm. So if they do not speak according to the word of God, if they not speak according to the testimony or to the faith of Jesus, right? Which we can use interchangeably. And of course, that's not that there, there, you, there would be so much that you would have to ask, you know, uh, if I can think of it from a practical standpoint, if all of a sudden you, re you receive a vision or a dream, or all of a sudden you see something, the first question I guess I would ask myself is, how are you spiritually to yourself? Where are you spiritually, you know, in, in your walk with God, right? And second, is that message or is that dream or is that vision go according to what something that the Bible says, or does it go contrary to that? And that's, those are the two practical things I would say in doing those things. Cause you got to remember, just like we we're, we're talking about Satan can, can produce things that feel, look, seem very real. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, I, I would, you, you know what, let me, let me add on to that. Uh, because I think, I think those are, those are all very good points. Um, I would say that you would apply the test of the false prophet, the way scripture mm. puts it. And I, and I think we've talked about this probably a few months back, um, but I'm going to read from uh, Deuteronomy 13, verses 1 through 3. Um, it, it says, if there arises among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams. And, and see, the interesting thing about this verse is that it goes on to say, and he gives you a sign or a wonder. Now, let me stop there for a second, because this idea of sign or wonder uh, especially it's very prevalent in the new testament right um signs and wonders and there are many verses that point to the miraculous as signs and wonders so that's what it's talking about here a prophet that arises and comes to us in signs and wonders gives us something miraculous to see and the sign and wonder versus this is verse two and the sign or the wonder comes to pass of which he spoke to you saying so it happened like this is something you saw right it is real and then the verse says, let us go after other gods. So this prophet that's giving you the sign or wonder says, let us go after other gods. And the verse says, which you have not known and let us serve them. Verse three, you shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams for the Lord, your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord, your God with all your heart and with all your soul. You know what mm -hmm. that tells me? That tells me that the miraculous is an element of things, but it is not the end all be all. Exactly. There was something above the miraculous, right? Exactly. And this is what and this is what you were trying to say when we talk about the law and the testimony, Andrew. Right? Is this idea that even above what just seems incredibly awe-inspiring, you're like, "Wow, this is a miracle." No doubt, something was at work here. There was still something above it. Yeah. And that is the and word can, of God. And can I can I just add this to what you were saying? Just want you guys to think about this. Satan himself gave Jesus a vision. What does that tell you? Sure, sure. And and, right. and what did Jesus if do? Satan right? himself gave Jesus a vision. Yes. Think about yes. that. And and what did and what did what did Jesus do? 
right? Exactly. He ends up quoting scripture. It is written. Right. Yeah. And so this verse to me is so important because someone can come up to you and tell you, hey, you know what? Uh, I have power. Look at this. Or God is speaking through me. Look at this. And the Bible clearly says, if they go against what my word is, it's over. It's done. No They're a false prophet. Yeah. Uh, you cannot you already read, read Deuter Deuteronomy 18 or use that as a reference? No, no. But I mean, if you want to read it, you can. The, the only issue with Deuteronomy 18, if I can pick on it for a second, yeah. is that Deuteronomy 18 tells you if a prophet arises and they speak the word of a God and it doesn't come true, then they are a false prophet. The thing with Deuteronomy 13 is that it's a slightly different uh, uh, view, right? Which is if they speak something and it happens, but then they tell you, go and do something against what God has established in his word. That's false. So in other words, you could see something miraculous happen. It could be something absolutely supernatural. Doesn't mean you follow it blindly. Oh, but this is this is what I was going to read because like a lot of people like like it could be like that like it's uh, the miracle actually goes through but the Bible also like like tells you like okay be careful with this and like um, if they're doing this or like they're into this like cut them out like we don't like you don't have them there and it says right here Deuteronomy 18 starting at verse 10 there shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through fire or anyone who practices witchcraft or uh, or soothsayer or anyone who interprets omens or sorcery or anyone who conjures spells or a medium or a spiritist or one who calls up the dead for those are things uh for those for those who do those, these things are abomination to the lord mm, mm. see like and it could be that the person causing uh, creating miracles he says things are going to happen but if anything of those that I just read checks off on that list, the Bible automatically tells you, like, no, like, that's that's wrong. Like, get them out of here. You know what? I, my, my issue, though, is that I believe that the biggest problem isn't so much when someone says, I conjure the devil, right? From, yeah. from a Christian perspective, I conjure the devil. You'd be like, whoa, get away from me. I'm, I'm going to, in the words of Martin, right? I don't mess with that stuff. Yeah. Okay. The issue is, I think, when all of a sudden someone comes up to you and says, in the name of the Lord, mm. take a Benny Him for example, right? <laughs> uh, doing these amazing miracles, and 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 look, they, people have argued and said, look, they're not true. You know what? They have been proven to be false. These are actors. It's all staged. Yeah, but what if what if it just so happens that it happens to you mm. in the name of God? Well, do you automatically say, oh yeah, hey, you know what? This has got to be the truth. That's where the problem is at. You still got to have a standard that checks that. And that standard has to be the word of God, right? Yeah. Can, yeah. I, can I add to that? In Matthew 7, 22, right? It says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast mm. out demons in your name and done many wonders or miracles in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. The powerful part about that is if they were saying they were doing works wonders and prophesying and doing all these things in the name of the Lord. And then Jesus himself tells them, depart from me. You never knew. I never knew you. That to me tells me they weren't doing that under the power of, of God. That to me tells me there was other powers at, at bay, you know, and Andrew, what text did you read right now? Matthew seven twenty two. Okay. Can you read? I think it's verse 20, I, maybe verse 19. Um, oh, no. I, I just have that portion right oh, here. You only have that portion. Okay. Because I think it's like, two, 
Yeah, I think it's like two verses or three verses before that where there is a general statement that Jesus says, and he says, look, by their fruits, you shall know them. By their fruits, you shall know them. And I think that that is a test. That and, is and a test. In Matthew 24, he actually says the word. It says, for many will come in my name, saying I am the Christ and will deceive many. Jesus right, himself right. says that. He's saying it, absolutely. Now, now we, we got to... What, what verse was it? Um, well, uh, you Matthew, Matthew 7, 22. 22. It's Matthew 10. 7, 22. 7, 7, 7. Okay, okay, okay. I was in Matthew 22. So, uh, so while you look that up, now, here's the, here's the million-dollar question, though. Fine, right? We've established how to make a difference between us. Some people say, why don't we see miracles today? Mm. I think that's a very important question. And, 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 and while you guys are thinking of that, because if not, Don Y is going to get upset at me here, right? Because he's still waiting <laughs> for his answer. If you remember, his question was, uh, if God works through faith, why provide us with miracles? Wouldn't that undermine our path to heaven? And I think that goes to, this, to this question. Yes. Yeah. To this question of, well, what about the miracles today? Well, there, there, there are, there, there's, I'm trying to remember the verse that, or at least uh, the portion in scripture where it talks about why, uh, well, no, actually, no. Uh, when we look at Jesus, right? Jesus performed miracles and people were there for the miracle and not for the miracle worker, mm-hmm. not for Jesus himself. Um, so for example, if, if we want to be honest, like, why is it that in, especially here in, in the U S you don't see those type of miracles that you see in Latin American countries or in like in Africa where they're casting out demons and stuff like that. I think it want, I think God has a purpose when he doesn't do miracles. I think in, I guess in the, in the case of, of Don, where, where he's asking the questions, like it's an issue of faith. I think with some people, God knows that you don't need the miracle to happen in your life. You know, um, because maybe he knows that, you know, for example, if the miracle happened in in Andrew's life, but but he's such a strong advocate of the word, he doesn't like his faith won't 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 be won't be shifted or won't won't be, you know, it won't need that miracle to make his faith grow. Why? Because his faith is locked on on the word of God. And some occasions for the person that is, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm, I'm I'm mentioning it a little it's not, it's not probably right, but um, some people do need that miracle to happen in, in their life. You know, some people need that manifestation, but even then, I, uh, uh, you know, we see examples of people that, that were fed, people that saw the, the demoniac, people that saw the, the, the boy that, that was paralyzed, uh, the, the one that, who was blind, and all those miracles were right before their eyes, and people still turned away, turned, turned away from God. Uh, turned away from Jesus. So I, I don't think that, that we place too much of importance on a miracle when we should be uh, focused on on what Jesus was trying to do in demonstrating those miracles, which was he he, he called them, he called them to, to himself first. There's a there's a verse, by the way, going to what you're saying, John 4, yes. 48. You guys remember this. Uh, I'm going to read it here. Then Jesus said to him, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no that's, means believe. That's the verse that I was trying to remember. Right. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. But you guys remember what comes right after that. Yeah. He says, the only sign that's going to be given to you is that of the prophet Jonah. Exactly. And, 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 that, and to me, that's fascinating because we know what he was referring to. It, we, we eventually know what he was referring to, mm-hmm. right? He was referring to his death and resurrection. Mm-hmm. But is it not true that your faith, my faith, going back to this question, is ultimately based on one, one miracle above them all. And it is the fact that Jesus died and resurrected from Mm -hmm. the dead. 
Because this is what Paul says. Paul says, if Jesus did yeah. not resurrect, in other words, if that miracle did not happen, our, our faith, faith is in vain. Yep. Make no sense whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So this idea that that miracle may be incompatible with faith, uh, I, I don't think so. I, I think that it, no matter what, it's going to go hand in hand, except that, exactly. except that notice this, that miracle isn't something that we uh, make into a myth or a legend. It's actually rooted in history, right? Because then Paul argues and he says, look, you remember when he resurrected, he spoke to so-and-so and he spoke to so-and-so and he spoke to so-and-so and then he showed up to all these people and then he showed up to 500 other people, many of who are still alive. And you can go talk to them if you want to and go confirm that Jesus truly did resurrect. So they're saying a miracle happened, but the fact that we saw Jesus is really what pushes our faith forward. Yeah. Right, mm -hmm. right. Yeah, I think you guys are right. I think they go both hand in hand. You know, um, I think what you guys said is perfect. You know, when Jesus is saying, because we, we, we see the, uh, the adverse effect of uh, a point where there was too many miracles done to the point where people became, how would you say, uh, desensitized to the miracles. Mm -hmm. Just like how uh, pe people became desensitized to the sacrificial system and sin just got worse. Like all these different things. I think there was a balance. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons I think maybe possibly why we don't see so many uh, miracles today, right, is because, you know, what other revelation do we say? I, I believe there's a verse in the Bible where it says that that uh, before uh, God spoke through the prophets. Right. But now in this day, he speaks through his son, Jesus Christ. Right. We have so much revelation. We have so much revelation from Jesus Christ. And if we're saying that miracles are a sign of revelation, a sign, a, a seal of revelation, a confirmation. But yet we have so much revelation that right now that we have we don't even know what to do with it. Right. I do believe that there will come a time right in the latter rain. Right. In, in, the, in the end days where there will be an outpouring. We will see all kinds of miracles because there will be a time of confirmation, a time of revelation, a new revelation that's going to come. Uh, as a matter of fact, in um, Acts 217, it says, and it shall come to pass in the last day, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all the flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see uh, visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on on my men, uh, men servants and maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. I will show them show wonders in heaven and signs in the earth, blood, fire, vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon in the in the blood. Uh, before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. Obviously, this is something that's recorded from uh, Joel, right? The book of Joel, right? That, that Paul is talking about right here. So this is something that I believe will happen, right? When there there is a need for more confirmation and more revelation. The problem with that is just as God is going to reveal his spirit in those times and the miracles, so is Satan. How many verses do we have about Satan in those days, in those days, in the last days? Do we have so uh, so there's two spirits that are that are are, are there that are being uh, uh gonna be uh poured out in those days and that's what we have to look out for andrew andrew can i can i can i push back on something can I push, okay I, I'm, I'm with you actually on, on what you said i disagree though on something Go for it. i don't think that the miracles at the time of the end are coming for new revelation okay i i, I believe i believe you're right on the confirmation part but I don't think it is about new revelation. I don't think there will be new revelation. For I think sure. we have everything no, we I, need. You, you understand no, what I'm saying? I got what you're saying. Fact, no, yeah. And, yeah, and in fact, I would argue, this is, this is I, I'm going to go back to the comments here for a second, because I think that in a sense, 
those signs that are going to show up at the time of the end, which is a promise that God is making, right? When the, when this comes is actually to counter something that you were just pointing to right now. The fact that Satan is going to be doing it. You guys, I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, Gio mentioned this, right? Beast of the earth in Revelation 13 performs signs and wonders. In the last days, miracles will be greatly emphasized and full many. Bible does say, right? False prophets will arise. And if possible, we'll deceive even the, even elect. the elect. Yeah. Right. So, so I think that there is going to be, uh, I don't want to say like, like let's fight fire with fire, but God's going to be like, you know what? Hold on a second. You're not just going to go and do all these things and just deceive the entire world. I'm going to manifest my power through this as well. Right. Um, I do think that right now, even if we saw a miracle right now, man, the way our world works, even if we saw a miracle, people wouldn't believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to mention something that Gio, Gio said here. He said, if if uh, miracles are signs of confirmation, then faith is not necessary. You know, when, when I think of confirmation, the thing I guess I want to want to clarify, you know, it reminds me of uh, what Ellen White writes about her visions when she says that her visions are not intended to be used as initiation, but as confirmation for the message. Right. So it's something that just adds on. So in this sense, I don't think that, you know, what he's saying that miracles are not necessary, then if faith. Oh, it says that if miracles are a sign of confirmation, then faith is not necessary. What I'm saying is that it's not the initiation. It's not the end all be all. The, the, the miracle is not the one, right? You know, obviously our faith and the word of God is, is, is the, what stands the test of time. And then the miracle is just the add on. Well, what do we, what do we do with Ellen White? What, what would we do with what? Ellen White and, and the revelation that she received? Were there not miraculous happenings in her own life? Mm -hmm. to confirm the fact that she was called as a prophet. Now, the funny thing is that you don't believe her. This is look, this is the fascinating thing about Adventism. All right. Cause we're not Mormons and Joseph Smith. Okay. Uh, you know, Hey, Joseph Smith, miraculous happening, right? He finds these gold plates and eventually he writes the book of Mormon uh, and, and et cetera. And now you got all these beliefs that that's not how we work. We saw, and I'm speaking historically as a church, right? As a movement, we see the miracles happening in Ellen White's life. But the only reason why we end up truly believing her is not because we saw the miraculous. The miraculous said, exactly. you know what? Something is going on exactly. there. Let's check it out. And what confirmed faith in the ministry that, that was going on with her was the fact that she kept pointing back to the word, word of God. God. And even in her right? writings, she, she points to the fact that her writings wouldn't be necessary. If it wasn't for people, that, if it wasn't that the people of God stopped reading the word of God. That's why uh, Gio wrote something that I think was really good. Uh, um, well, he's right, right, a few things, but there was one thing that that he says: miracles are not the standard or a Christian walk, mm. for we walk by faith and not by sight. And that's obviously quoted uh, from Second Corinthians chapter five, verse uh, verse seven. Um, and, and again, like from from Sister White to to when Jesus was was on this earth, you know, uh, the word of God should be su sufficient enough for our faith. You know, are, are, you, you would say that the miracles are, are the icing on the cake, but that doesn't take away the value or the sweetness of the cake itself. You know, the fact that we have the word of God pointing us to the miraculous, the fact that we have the, the word of God pointing us to Jesus himself, the fact that we have the writings of Sister White pointing us to the word of God, again, going back to that, going, going back to that, that should be our standard of faith. But if people would see that now with 
everything that's going around in the world, they wouldn't be able, because again, they don't have the standard, they don't have a standard, they wouldn't be able to differentiate between one and the other. Because think about it, in, in our day and age that we have all this social media craze, right? Everyone follows everything. There are miraculous or supernatural things that are being posted. And there are people that believe both that look at everything. They're like, wow, that's evidence of this. Wow, that's evidence of that. Look, man, there are people that believe that right now we are in a literal matrix. Come on, y'all. Like, really? And and if, if God decided to manifest himself, they will probably think, oh, you know what? That is something of the matrix. Or that is something of, you know, there are some people that believe that, that Jesus is also the brother of Satan. Again, because of the fact that they've stopped using a standard to which they should be measuring everything. And we as Christians should not let the miracle be our standard, but let the word of God be our standard. Okay. But let me ask this and Jason, and, and I, I want to ask you this, cause I, I know you, you, you knocked off the conversation for a second yeah. and came back on. Um, I, I and, and this is a question I've had personally. And by the way, anybody chime in, right. But let's just, let's just give Jason the space here. Hey, what do we do with like Pentecostal movements? What, what do we do with like, do you guys know about Bethel? Uh, and, and they literally have, I, and I kid you not, they literally, have, and I'm probably going to butcher the name here, but they have a school of supernatural ministry. Yeah. Okay. They have, <laughs> by the way, some of their songs, I like some of their songs. And, the, and then, and then there are things I'm like, dude, should I even be listening to some of these songs? Because, you know, and, and many, many Christians out there are saying no to Bethel music because they have this view of like supernatural things. So uh, Jason, how, how do you, how do you go about talking to somebody who says, well, wait a minute, look, I went to a Pentecostal church, man, people started talking and speaking in tongues or, you know, some uh, paralytics were walking, people were getting healed. What do we do with that? It's kind of hard when it comes to the paralytic walking like to that. I, I, I can't say off the top of my head, I have an answer, but to when it comes to the speaking in tongues, cause that's considered a miracle in, in their church. It's if it's a tongue that is nowhere in any type of, of, of dictionary or in any type of encyclopedia and there's no understanding of it. And the person themselves doesn't even know what they're saying. They're in a, they're in a trans I believe that's not from God. I personally believe that's that's not from God. That, that to me that that can't be something that's from God because the reason why there was if we go back into the um, the day of the Pentecost and the Pentecost um, if you go back to the day of the Pentecost when the when the when the disciples started speaking tongues it was so sure. other people that didn't know the language the apostles were speaking could understand the word of God. It was for somebody else to understand what God was doing for them or what purpose, had purpose, 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 purpose. There purpose, was a purpose exactly. there, right? It had a purpose. But if you just have these people that all of a sudden knock out, wake up back in a trance and they're speaking in a language that no one understands, what's the purpose of that? And what's the purpose of it happening right in the middle of a sermon? And not just one person, but several brothers and sisters that happens mm. to them throughout the church service. Where's the purpose in that? What am I learning from what, what they're saying? I, to me, that's just something that doesn't come from God. Now, when it comes to the paralytic and all that, that to me, I wouldn't need help from you guys because I, I honestly do not have an answer to that, but it was, I would still go back to the purpose of that. It's, but by the, by the way, that's, it's not an easy question, by the way. And this, and a lot of people get, get carried away. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, 
a lot of people, they see something like that and they're like, oh man, that's, that's gotta be it. And by the way, then they'll go in and they'll say, but we don't see any of that stuff happening at your church. Yeah, they'll make it okay? the test of faith. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so what do we do? How do we answer that, man? Like I, where, where do we go? Yeah. Martin, Martin. Um, right now I have a visitor at our church who she's been church hopping. Okay. Um, uh, but she's a member, current member of Bethel church. Okay. Um, okay. and I don't think it's a coincidence that she's been, and she's landed at our church and she's been there a few times and it's, and it's, uh, it's weird because she showed up her first, uh, exposure to Adventism was at a funeral and it was our view of death that caught her attention. I, I, I gave this, the, the, the sermon or the sermonette, right? And then she comes after and then she tells me, you know, she's never heard that view, number one, of, of, of death and, you know, um, how, our, how our view of death really is coherent with what the Bible teaches about the, the, um, uh, what death is. Sure, and, sure. and I've, I've seen a few interviews of, of ex-Bethel members, for example, um, that have left the church and they've left the church for, for not only, you know, personnel issues, but the main one, it's because what they're doing now is that they're, or most of them, right. Say that they look at what the word of God teaches. They're, they're in, they're thirsty for the word of God. They search and they start seeing that the doctrines that they're teaching are not going with what the Bible is saying. So they right. bring it up to the attention of these professors or these teachers in this case the 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 supernatural school of of signs and wonders or whatever the, the, something the, like that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean i'll, I'll they, find the name right now i'll find they, the name. they start teaching yeah for example they have they have a teaching that's called uh uh, uh um uh soaking like tomb soaking where they lay on they lay on on the tomb and they're soaking the mantle or the holy spirit after you know if heaven forbid you know mitch dies and he's endowed with the holy spirit right and, and I believe in that. So I'm going to go to his grave and soak up the anointing of, of that. Contrary to the word of God. Elijah, doing an Elijah, trying to yes, do a, yes, a kind of Yes, yes, which, yes. Which this is one of the things that they teach him in Bethel. Um, now, most of these people are hungry to, they're hungry to know what the word of God is. And that is what's pushing them mm. out of these churches, pushing them out of, of churches that go contrary to the word of God. And again, that... And I, and I'm going to sound like like a uh, um, like a broken record. If our teachings, if the teachings of other other denominations don't go according to what the Word of God says, that should be our rule. That should be our, our measuring stick. That should be our, our, our the the line in the sand that we should measure everything according to that. Because it's 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 or else it's, we're going to be, believe all, all sorts of things. Can I, can I can I yeah can I add something? Um, I don't know if I read already in Matthew 24. Yeah, uh, there were great signs and wonders to, de to deceive, if possible, even the very elect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? I mentioned it. I have mentioned it. Yeah. 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 And then there's another one right here where um, in uh, 2 Thessalonians 2, 9 through 12, where it says the coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan with all power and false signs and wonders with a wicked deception for those who are perishing because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. Therefore, God sends them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false in order that the, that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. I think this is a powerful verse because it says that God at the end will send them a strong delusion, not saying that God is the one that's going to send that delusion. That for the fact that right there, that they didn't believe in the truth. So if we are not on guard already, you know, at this point, you know, about the, the different, uh, 
I guess, deceptions that Satan puts out there. That he wants to deceive even the very elect, if possible, right, with his uh, with miracles uh, or or his signs, right? If this is the, the thing that we're looking for, for our confirmation, right, the sign, the miracle, right? We can see that the Bible is completely contrary to that. As a matter of fact, God's going to give us the sign that we are looking for if we weren't following the truth. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I think that uh, that verse is a very interesting verse when you read Second Thessalonians, um, two nine, right? I think it is, uh, because there is there is no doubt about it that Satan can work in mm-hmm. signs and wonders, and so going back to this issue, for example, of Bethel or Pentecostal churches or these very charismatic movements, right? That that do all these different things. Somebody would say, yeah, but they were doing that. I'd say, so what? I mean, I mean, ultimately, what does that tell me? It tells me what I already know, right? That that technically signs and wonders can be worked both on the positive and the negative side, on good and evil. Mm-hmm. So that still doesn't determine anything whatsoever, right? Now you're you have to say, okay, well, fine, that happened, but let me look at where they stand on scripture. Mm-hmm. And if ultimately they go against scripture then keep doing the signs and wonders, man. What, what ultimately what, so what, right? Mm-hmm. The point is, is there truth behind it? Now I, I, uh, we want to, we want to get to one point that we definitely want to mention before we close. All right. And we want to give at least enough time on this. What do we do with magic guys? Because look, here's the thing. Okay. As Christians, we know that there's evil and there's supernatural evil. And by the way, we're getting all these, uh, text from uh from giovanni and by the way i'm just going to do uh, uh, a, a supernatural prophecy right now i'm just going to do giovanni's going to be in our conversation next in, in our next conversation can we just say that right now in two weeks two you know weeks. what i'm already confirming him right now i haven't even asked him okay i declare that i declare that right <laughs> i declare okay anyways but check out those texts for those of you who are watching us live definitely read those verses i think they're very good but now but now let's look at the other side of this right we look at what God and miracles and, and and things that happen amongst his people. But I've noticed that there are some Christians that happen to, you know, deal a little bit with magic. <laughs> and maybe not so much they're doing card tricks, okay? Because we know that card tricks are essentially deception, okay? Yeah. Uh, they're deceiving your eyes. No, I'm talking about, like, Christians who go to magic shows. And, and there's this idea behind it that says... Oh, you know what? I, I know this isn't real. Should we play with fire like that? I'm just asking. Heck no. No. What, Why what, not? What's the typical phrase? You play with fire, you're going to get burned. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Wait, so I have fire, a question. I have a question, though. <laughs> when you mean magic shows, what do you mean? That's Evolution. a good question. Because okay, because for example, there, there, and and I'm trying to be the devil's advocate because there are sure. people that say, oh, you know, well, a little magician that pulls a rabbit out of a hat type of thing, you know, that's that's harmless because we know it's fake. But what sure. about Christians that are, you know, for for just for devil's advocate, for those of us that go to uh, people that that hypnotize or people that that uh, mm. uh, manipulate audiences. That's right, Men- mentalist, no. mentalist, because that's also the same. I would say I would classify it the same realm. Um, so what, which, what, when you see, men mention magic or magicians or magic shows, what, what do you mean? See, look, I, I, and I, I'm glad you asked that because I think that there is this uh weird notion among us that 
look, yeah, we know there's a supernatural, right? But God is greater. God is bigger. So I can go to these things and it's not a big deal. And not me. be touched. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's not going to affect me at all. This is just a bunch of fun. Right. Oh, by the way, look, Giovanni just said December is open. Count hey, me in. What I tell it's you? On the live, and it's on the live, so he can't back out anymore. He can't back <laughs> out. Hey, our next, hey. our next conversation is two weeks from now. Hey, hold up! Is he making a covenant right now? Is that what this is? He's making a pack, bro. He's he already said it. Right he already wrote yeah. it on the chat. It's there. So, so I see. Look, hey, miracles do happen. Screenshot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> miracles do happen. Miracles do happen. Okay, but so, but so, what I'm trying to say is, like, I, I think there's this idea of. No, that's not going to touch me. I, I, it, it doesn't matter if I mess with it. It's not a big deal. My question is, is it a big deal or is it not a big deal? It's a big you deal. Know? Uh, but, but why though? Why is it a big deal? It's a big deal because you're, you're allowing, you're giving yourself to it. You're opening a door that should have never even have been tampered with to begin with. Because mm. it, it's like anything else. Oh, that wasn't bad. Like two weeks later in, oh, nothing happened to me. And like, oh, there's another one coming. Oh, let me go. And it's, it ends up being that cycle that happens just with sin. You do it once and you keep on doing it and doing it and doing it until you're sucked into it. That, that, that's, that's how I see that. It's, okay. it's the same exact concept. Seeing those tricks up there, seeing people do that, it's going to be so normal to you. You're going to completely forget that's, that's against what God teaches us, against what the Bible teaches us. Martin's getting. I see Martin. I see Martin ticking right now. Go, go, Martin. No, go, no. Uh, well, you know what? Um, if you would have asked, if you would have asked this question about ten years ago, I would have been on the side that would easily said, "Well, there's nothing bad. I don't see anything bad." You know, I'm, I would have been on on that that type of Christian that that says, "You know what? Uh, El Señor me protege cuando yo entro adentro ahí." You know, that type of thing. Um, <laughs> but now. Um, we, we as, as, as believers, we have, as humans, need to be careful what we expose ourselves to. Some things, just like, when, what, for example, what we eat. Some things, you know, you can eat whatever you want, but sooner or later, the bad things you're eating, they're going to catch up to you. And they're going to catch up in an ugly way. And it's the same thing with the supernatural. If we dive in to things that we think are harmless or innocent, sooner or later, that's gonna, that affects your spiritual walk with the Lord. Um, in the case that we were talking even before this, we talked about video games. Video games, to me, I, I was one of those, oh, you know, I play video games, I shoot up people. That doesn't mean that, that's not going to do anything. Mm. Ten years down the line, I started to see that not only did it affect my personality, my my temperament, but also affected my relationship with God and with people. And it's the same thing with 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 even more with the supernatural. Not only does it affect you, but it, if we ultimately want to do something that wants to honor God, we got to ask ourselves, how is it that we being in those places, we seeing those type of things, we reading those type of books, because some might not go to shows, might not, uh, might not look right, might not go to the psychic or to the magician, or whatever, but they're the ones reading quietly, right, in their secret. And when los hermanos de la iglesia no lo ven. they're the ones watching the movies, they're the ones watching the movies, right, at home in the privacy of their own home, that affects your spiritual walk. You know, it's, it's almost like the, the, like the frog that you put them in into the hot water, they automatically jump out. But the moment that the, the water is cold, they, they stay comfortably in there, but you slowly turn up the fire, they end up getting boiled. We don't want to be that type of frog. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I want to add to that. First Timothy 4, 1 through 2 says, now the spirit expressly says that in the latter times, I was right there. We've been talking about the last day, latter times. God wants to put something. 
Satan wants to put something out there. Now, the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith. So these are people who are believers, mm-hmm. giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Giving heed. Speaking, I think that's clear. That's clear. Yeah. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared as with a hot iron. That to me, that tells me there's two people at work in the mind or try, or or fighting over the mind. It says conscience seared with as a, as a hot iron. When something is seared, you know, when we think about the animals, when they do the, the, the hot iron and they burn the numbers on there, that's something that's stamped on there. You have a seal, right? Right here. Your conscience at the, the point that you're when your conscience is seared, that means that you're you're numb to, to every every other spirit, you know. Every well, the spirit from God, you know, if, if it is that we're giving heed to deceiving spirits, right? In Matthew 6 22, it says, The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Mm-hmm. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? That, that to me, that verse always gives me chills, right? We think of the eye where everything enters and you know, we use uh, uh, Mitch. Mitch, is, you're, 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 you're a prophecy uh, major. You know, the, the eye, right? What is the representation of the eye? The mind, right? Oh, you're, oh sorry. You were asking yeah. me. I thought you were going to answer it yourself. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> yeah, the, the representation <laughs> is the eye is the mind, right? So I we're saying that, that yeah. <laughs> this is a gateway, right? Everything that enters into our mind, right? We cannot allow for a second to give heed to deceiving spirits and allow ourselves a few down a few years down the le- uh down the years to be seared as with a co- our conscience with a hot iron you know whatever comes into us right that's what's going to come out and i want to give you guys a a quote from ellen white that i think sums this up perfectly right she says the magic books of today it says we do not charge you with the evil that had ba- that had bound the ephesians or claim that you have that you have practiced magic and dealt in the arts of sorcery in the same way as they had. We do not say that you have followed the mysteries of necromancy or held communion with evil spirits, but are you not in communion with the author of all evil, with the divisor of all the mysteries and hellish arts? Do you not listen to the suggestions of him who is the, the god of this world, the prince of the power of the air? Have you not submitted to his falsehoods and yielded yourself as his agents to work that which was in harmony with your life before before conversion. It says, have you not given yourselves up to be Satan's agents? And in a broader sense, are you not holding intercourse with fallen angels and learning lessons from them in the art of deceiving your own souls and the souls of the others? This is where this is where she, she lands the bomb and says, what about the magical books? What have you been reading? Have you been employing? What have you been employing? your time have you been seeking to study the sacred oracles in order that you may hear the voice of god speaking to you out of his word the world is dull, is deluged diluged with the books which sow the seeds of skepticism infidelity and atheism and to a larger or lesser degree you have been learning your lessons from these books and they are magical books they put god out of the mind and separate separate the soul from the true shepherd so if, if, if in conclusion, if we can say she, well, what she's trying to say here is they're not chart. You know, when you're going to a little magic show, right, you're seeing the little rabbit out of the hat. She's not charging you with 
playing the fact that you're talking to evil spirits, that you're going and doing necromancy, that you're over there doing bonfires to Satan. She's not saying that. She, what she's really trying to say is, well, but when you do those things, right, it is a gateway. And ultimately, those things are separating you from, from God, right? If you're spending your time in going to magic shows and doing all these different things, what does that do for your spiritual life in the end? You know, I, I heard this speaker that was saying, you know, uh, we were talking about horror movies last, uh, last, uh, last time we spoke. He said, if you watch a horror movie eight times, right, how much time would you want to spend with God after that? In the same way, with magic, with anything, if you are indulging in all these things, and that's an honest question, what does that do for how much time you want to spend with God? Because if you're continually indulging in these things, that's what you want to put your time into not into God. And we know as Christians, it's already hard to spend time with God. And if you're putting all your efforts and time into these things, right? Those are That's what's going to attract you then. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what? Look, can I say this? It's, it's a weird thing, right? For you to want to go, for example, to a magic show and be deceived. Like, like think about how, how, how weird that is, right? You, you're actually seeking to be deceived like like you're looking to to, to, yeah. <laughs> to yeah to be lied to oh but you know what but we complain about when trump lies to us right oh he's a liar and and, and yet and yet we want to be lied to in many other different ways see i think base nature and what i mean by that is is human fallen nature i think base nature likes these things and and we have to make a decision do we or do we not believe in the supernatural now look there are books on how to do card tricks and I'm not even talking about card tricks. I'm talking about you going to a show with, what is it? A, a David, David Copperfield. Is that, is that his name? David uh, Blaine. David Copperfield. It's been years, bro. No, no, no. I believe he has a show in Vegas, man, literally an ongoing show in Vegas. And, and I thought you were going to say evil Knievel. Well, um, no, no, not evil. Can you focus? There's no, there's no, there's no magic there. There's just uh, that's just stuff, man. Crazy. Okay. No, <laughs> I'm saying the, the dates okay. are the same. No, no, no. Literally, he's got an ongoing show in mm -hmm. uh, in I, I think that's his name in Vegas. Uh, and if you think about Vegas, actually, many, many magic like like Vegas. That's a place where a lot of this stuff happens. And and I and I ask myself, well, why, why, like, like, why would you go in and and search for these things? Do you believe in the supernatural? Because if you do, then you got to know that you're at least opening a door. You're going through a gateway where this stuff can all of a sudden influence your life. Or you don't believe in the supernatural at all. But then why do you even believe in God? Yeah. So uh, we are, we're either here or here, right? But you can't be somewhere in the middle say, well, no, no, that part is not true. I believe God can do miracles. But this, this is not, no, no. I mean, the devil can work in signs and wonders. And we know this. By the way, uh, Revelation 13 uh, which uh, Gio had mentioned in, in the chat, um, talking about that beast that comes from the earth. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. This is the end of time. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs, which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast. And, and eventually, if you keep reading the text, it tells you that all those signs and wonders that deceive are meant to lead you away from God, mm -hmm. not closer to him. Mm -hmm. so so like literally when i said playing with fire i meant it i i believe it's playing with fire i believe it it literally is christians going in and saying well you know what look i'm i'm a child of god i believe in god but yeah you know what let's 
just a little bit, a, a little bit of evil isn't that bad of thing. When no one would ever talk like that, but we do act like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a, there's a quote from Ellen White where she talks about that any any time Satan can distract the mind and help them neglect prayer and, and and a reading of the Word of God, like he's got them, he's got them in their palm. Got them, absolutely. You know, like think about think about that. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So here we go. We got to end this. Uh, this is probably the most important question. I think we've touched on this, but this, you know, we just got to close this in the following way. Can we depend on miracles for our faith? No. Yes or no. Why or why not? And that's that's where we're going to end this conversation here after we've talked about all this. The text. <laughs> uh, faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. Right. Uh, I forgot the text uh, where, where it's found, but I think that, that's yeah, Romans. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Romans eight, Romans ten seventeen. Um, if our if our faith is based, at least my, in my opinion, if our faith is based on anything that's not the word of God, we got to question. We got to question our faith. Mm, just like that. Just like that. Yeah. There. Andrew, say yours because there's a there's no, a, no, no. The, I'm just gonna go quick. I'll just go back to what I said. I'm trying to find to the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, it's because they have no light in them. And we just spoke about the, the light, right? The eye being through where the mind, right? Where through all that comes for from, you know what I mean? So, if I mean, if they don't speak well, according, yeah, fine. While Jason looks that up, do you reject the miracle altogether? No, I think that there's a purpose, and like we said, there's a purpose. If there is a purpose for the miracle, mm. if there is a message that goes along with the Bible, you know, and it is a confirm- confirmation, then I think though that there's nothing wrong with that miracle. Of course, if, if, if it doesn't answer any of those, then I, I would reject that. Yeah. By the way, um, I know sometimes. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, Gio just typed in. Uh, would this include magic we see in movie, TV and Internet? Uh, we, we may have to we may have to round that we may have to uh, uh, park that that question and, uh, and come back to it. So wait, if, uh, if it's and, yeah, I would I would actually counter that question that Gio is asking. Um, would this include magic we see? So it, that's artificial magic. So when when he means magic that we see in TV, movies, and the internet, what what does he mean? I would ask that. You know, but well, I guess he can well, answer that in the next the in, next, in the next uh, conversation because here, yeah. because you know what we did promise everyone talking about marvel movies and it's funny because in marvel movies um as big as they are there's magic. there's like big yeah, magic th- is there right but th- but there's a there's a mix of a lot of things right i mean there's also the science the techie side of it but there's also the magic and there's the, also the otherworldly and so it's a it's a fascinating mix and all i think that's an interesting question that we're going to have to explore Perhaps on another conversation. Perhaps with Geo in there. With Gio. Yeah, there we go. So, so he'll have to answer his own question. He'll have to answer his own question. Yeah, no, yeah, he he can't be the devil's advocate on that one. He's going straight for him. No, no, he cannot. No, look, I I would I would say that at, at the end, right? Uh, when you look at the issue of miracles, I I have a huge huge issue when you do not test things by the word of God. And it doesn't even have to be miracles, man. It could be anything. Even the Christian music that you listen to. Listen to the Christian music and test it to whether or not it falls in the light of the word of God. Because it may sound awesome. That doesn't mean it's real. Let me give you guys a very, very quick example. It doesn't have to do with magic. 
but it has to do with Hillsong. I, I think I may have mentioned this before. There was a song that I used to like hearing, okay? And it says, um, uh, uh, in, in fact, I remember the words in Spanish because it was translated. It, fuego de Dios, right? Fuego de Dios, fuego de Dios, consúmenos. And, and this is Hillsong singing this, okay? Now, well, this is translation. Consuming fire? Consuming fire, but it's the same thing, okay? The message, well, do you know that when God sends consuming fire, it is to judge you? For eternal death like that it, it's not it makes no sense that we're singing hey fire come down from heaven and consume us that's not the way that works it is biblically and theologically incorrect but you know what we don't do we don't test things if it seems to it be just sounds cool us, what was that it just sounds cool it sounds cool and and it, and if, it, if we like it all right that's fine you know what i'm, I'm just going to accept it as truth Nonsense. You got to test everything, including the miracles. You just reminded me of a, of a, um, it was a, a quartet of sisters that were singing. They were singing, uh, um, how great thou art. Mm. Now, when I was listening to a song, I was like, wow, this is amazing. It's sure. beautiful, beautiful lyrics. And they all play instruments. So it was wonderful. But then they, they, it was, it was a medley with another song, but the person, or, or at least they put it, they put Christian hymn and they yeah. put how great thou art hymn. And I'm just like, Wait, I, I haven't heard that that third verse, fourth verse in any uh, Methodist, Baptist, Adventist sure, variation sure. of that song. Sure. I ended up finding out when I actually looked at the lyrics that they had implemented a hymn from the Mormon church because they were Mormons. Sure. And I had friends that <laughs> that were sharing this song. And it was so wonderful, so nice and everything. And, I'm the, and I told him, yo, like, don't you know that half of the verse Half of the song is Christian, Christian yeah. in our sense, Christian, and in the other sense, Mormon. And when most of most of them defended it all because it's beautiful, it's musical. And I'm like, okay, now you're just being stubborn. But then when you look at the words of the song, the song was just contra it was talking about other angelic beings. You know how oh, the angel Mar oh. Maroni was was Maroni, with, uh, right. you know, they oh, mentioned no. him and they mentioned another angel, and I'm just like, that's not biblical there's no word mentioned right. in or, the bible or that it, brother or, or, or how about how about this one this one always gets me the uh, what is the song the oh oh the overwhelming reckless love of god bro don't even get me started dude on that, song. that reckless word i'm like i understand what people mean when they say reckless i get i get what they're trying to say but something about that word just no matter how you put it and whatever angle you put it it just does not set Set. That could that that song that song could be a conversation altogether. That in my opinion. <laughs> I think I'm a different with you guys a little bit, but I understand. I get it. Um, uh, Jason, finish Hebrews, us off here. Yeah, Hebrews eleven one. Uh oh, now mm -hmm. faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Miracles are things that are seen. Mm. Faith isn't. Faith is believing in what you can't see. Something, some things hoped for. That's for sure. I, yeah, and and I think I think that's a good way of putting it. At the end, uh, don't let your eyes deceive you. Exactly. Go back to the Word of God. Exactly. So, so, with that being said, we had a con this conversation on miracles and magic. Technically, we have one last conversation in the year. Mm -hmm. Okay, second Friday of December, which I believe is December eleventh. Somebody correct me on this. Eleventh. Yes. All right. So December 11th, that is our final conversation of the year. We will be back next year with more. Now, Martin, unfortunately, you will not be with us in our next conversation. Oh, okay. Man. We understand. 
And we just want to say, have a happy New Year's on behalf of the Keep Calm Avenon family. All right. Have a great day. And happy birthday, happy birthday Jason. On, <laughs> on, on, happy birthday on, to both on, of you. Thank yeah. you, sir. Wait, Thank same you. day? It's our, it's our yeah, yeah, birthday on the same day, yeah. Same day? <laughs> That's weird, man. Uh, you know, look, all I got to say is... Is that, is that a miracle? Is that a miracle that we have both of them on the show? That's not a miracle. That's, That's supernatural? That's pure coincidence. That's pure coincidence. That's all it is. Um, anyways, uh, on December 11th, we'll tell you happy birthday, Jason, because you should be with us. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. Martin, happy birthday. And again, you, happy New Year's on behalf of the family. Uh, yeah, and then here. as for everybody else that's watched us, the one, there's one last thing we got to do today before we end. Question is the shirt. Where is it going to? Dude, I've been trying to look. No one, oh. no one posted anything. I mean, if you really, Gio's the closest one to me, farthest away from y'all. But I guess that person from Jamaica was the one that won. I saw, I saw Phoenix uh, from Jordy. And then uh, there's the Bahamas. No, that's my family. They don't live in the Bahamas. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, right. Bahamas. <laughs> so, so it may just be Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Which is where they're from, but that. <laughs> it's it's so, Phoenix, Arizona. Hey, it is what it is. Phoenix, Arizona, Jordy Ramirez. He's technically the farthest away from us and Martin. That's true. Hey, but he's still my. Is he, he's he's a uh, not my direct family. That that's it good. Is what it is, man. Okay, we, all right, all right. We all right. As long as you guys give the okay, I'm all right with it. I, I'll give the okay, man. I'll give the okay. <laughs> and you'll give the confirmation. You'll give the miracle. I will give the confirmation. It is a miracle that I'm actually giving my opinion on it here. All right. Uh, anyways, uh, and and Jaylene would like oh, to say, goodness. what would Jesus do, Jason? What would Jesus do? Jesus oh, would, would 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 believe, man. They're not gonna let that go. Anyways. Guys, it has been a pleasure once again. And for everybody that's been watching us, hey, share this video, share this link. We'll, uh, we actually have not put it up on the uh, YouTube page, but we will be putting up these conversations in the next couple of weeks. You will see these going on. So if you have not subscribed to this channel, got to subscribe. You know, uh, click on that little bell so you get notified when the next video comes out or anything else that, uh, that we may be uh, pushing out. And the Instagram page as well, where we come yeah. out with the announcements. Uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, yeah, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, no, no. You guys thought. You guys thought. You have, you have, you have the, 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 Facebook five words, right? Five words that we always finish the, the conversation with. Yes, we got. We right. got any, 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 any of us have to finish with the like, subscribe, and share. Like, subscribe, and share with that there same you thing. Go. That's what like the post, subscribe to the subscribe. channel, and share it. That's right. That is correct. Well, at least we got three likes, brother. That's a start. Okay. Four now. <laughs> we need, we need, we need everybody one. to like it. Anyways, <laughs> look, it, it has been a pleasure. We're going to have one final word of prayer. Martin, how about you uh, You lead us in that final prayer? All right. Let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, Lord, thank you for um, the fact that we have your word of God, Lord. Um, thank you because your, your word is what keeps us grounded. Your word is what is the substance of, of our faith, Lord. And if we have miracles, Father, I pray, Lord, that we may measure it to what the word says, Lord. Um, thank you because we know that you want us to, to believe in you. You want us for our, you want our faith to grow, Lord. And I pray for all our brothers and sisters who are watching, uh, who are watching tonight and will be watching during the week, that they also may search your word to what, what you want to, uh, to show them, what you want to teach them, what you want uh, for them to also grow in their spiritual walk with you, Lord. Now, as we depart, Father, I pray that this conversation may have been a blessing to all those who listen, Lord, and may honor and glorify you. 
Thank you for the privilege that you've given us to just talk and share. Um, and we ask, Father, that we've said, if we've said anything that was incorrect, that you may forgive us. And always, Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit may be with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, uh, Martin, for that. And uh, again, to everybody that has been watching us, that will be watching us, we just want to let you know, we want to remind you that technically in a few days, it's December. It's almost the end of 2020. And I know you guys have been praying for the end of 2020. Don't say that. Don't say that, bro. We want to cancel 2020 for crying out loud. We want to get into 2021. Hopefully it'll be a better year. But I will say this, though. Okay, I will say this. We've been telling you this for months. And it's for a reason, okay? We've been saying it over and over again, and it's in our shirts all Wash over the place. No, not even that. Although you should keep doing that. should Wear keep wearing the mask. No, no, no. You got to do that too. And you got to keep that distance. Five things, five words, right? Five words. Keep calm and Advent on. It's the only thing we can do. It's a crazy world. But if you keep calm, keep looking to the coming of Jesus, you guys are going to be fine. Hey, God bless everybody. Thank you for being with us today. Hope you have a happy Sabbath. We'll see you soon. We'll see you on the next conversation. Happy Sabbath.